0: It's really good to see you all here. If you're here for the first time especially, or it's one of your first few times, you are very, very welcome. Great to see you here this morning. Hope you enjoy your time with us. And for those of you online as well, welcome uh, to you. It's my favourite Sunday of the year as we celebrate Easter. We celebrate Jesus conquering death and giving us life. And we're going to be thinking a little bit about those two things later. We've got uh, a talk in two parts. Uh, So John Fuller will be doing part one, and then I'll be doing part two Two short talks, thinking about two people that were there, one at the death, one at the resurrection, that had their lives completely transformed by Jesus. So we're looking forward to doing that a bit later. We've also got singing from the children, I believe. Is that right, children? Yeah, we've got a few readings coming up as well, uh, and a few songs for all of us. Um, And we're looking forward to celebrating that he is risen uh, this morning. There's also, I believe, some Easter eggs for the children And uh, I'm quite proud of myself because I know where they've been stored and I've got a key for it and I haven't touched them. So I feel quite proud of myself for that. Um, But make sure you get one of those after the service. Also as well, uh, for those of you who are older, it might not be an Easter egg, depending on how numbers go. uh, But there are refreshments in the hall, so do come and join us. Love to chat to you, uh, get to know you if we don't know you already. Um, So come and join us, enjoy some uh, drinks and whatever they've got planned for us out there. Well, we're going to start this morning by singing together about Jesus being risen and we're going to glorify Jesus as we sing, glory to Jesus, risen conquering son, endless is the victory over death you won, angels robed in splendor, rolled the stone away, kept the folded grave clothes where your body lay, and children, that's going to come up a little bit later in one of the talks, so listen carefully, let's sing together. up to do part one we've got Gwen's class who are already on their way well done so they're going to do some reading for us thank you Luke 23 verses
1: 32 to 43 two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him and when they came to the place that is called the skull there they were crucified there they crucified him and the criminals one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? We And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly, I say to you today, you'll be with me in paradise.
0: Lovely, thank you very much. And I'm going to hand over to John now. <laughs> the anywhere, Mark.
2: Well, it's good to see so many of you here this morning. Um, and like Mark said, we're going to be speaking to you this morning about two people. Um, one, was probably the last person that Jesus spoke to before his death. And the second, who Mark's going to speak about a little bit later on, is probably the first person that Jesus spoke to after his resurrection when he rose on the third day. And it's a really good day, isn't it, to know that Jesus rose on the third day. Now, before we start, I just want to speak to you quickly and ask you some questions. Have any of you here, and this is for adults as well, ever had a day where you've woken up on a normal day and something very unexpected or life-changing has happened? Yep. A few of you? Excellent. Well, I've got a few people up here that I'm going to just show you about. The first person or people are called John and Francis Cannon, And they were getting married in 2012. And they were getting married in a registry office in Manchester. And they heard that there's a very important person that was actually going to be at this place at the same time they're getting married. And that person, in fact, was the Queen. So they thought that they would just chanced it a little bit. So they sent an invite to the palace and invited the Queen to their wedding. But they got a reply saying, unfortunately, we can't make it to your wedding, but thank you very much for the invite. But when they got married and they gave their vows, um, it's a bit grainy because they didn't actually have a proper photographer there because the Queen actually did, off her own back, turned up at their wedding and had her picture taken at their vows for that couple. Now, that was a pretty amazing day, does not it? I, I bet they didn't expect to wake up that morning and then have the Queen at their wedding. Now, this, does anybody know what this is or can have a guess what this might be? I think this is a brilliant one, this one. What do you think it might be? No? Well, in fact, it is a pearl. A pearl. Yep, it is a pearl. Usually they're circular, aren't they? And we see them on necklaces, but this is a pearl. In fact, this is one of the biggest pearls ever found. And a fisherman in uh, the Philippines was fishing off of his island and he hooked this up in his net and he pulled it out. He didn't know what it was, but he liked the look of it, so he put it under his bed, for 10 years, and he kept it as a good luck charm. And then one day, his house burnt down, but the pearl survived. And his sister came round, and she saw the pearl, and she said, I think you've got something very special there. So she took it away, and she had it verified, and in fact, it was a pearl. And do you know how much that pearl is worth? Anyone want to guess? What do you reckon, Harvey? That's a lot of money, but even more than that, it was $100 million. And he had it under his bed as a good luck charm. Now I think that day would have been a pretty amazing, wouldn't it? And got this one here. Who knows what this place is? It's a city. Does anybody know what city this might be? Jess. It is New York City. Now, this one's about me an unexpected day, because I was in Ohio in America when Steph used to work out there, and one day she gave me an envelope. And I opened up this envelope to see what was inside it, and inside there was a guidebook for New York City. I was like, that's a bit strange. Why have you given me that stuff? She said, well, in fact, John, you need to go and pack your bags because we're flying out to New York tomorrow for three days. I was expecting to be in Ohio, but the very next day I was flying out to New York. Very unexpected, but really exciting. But it's not always exciting things that happen to us and life-changing things that happen that are good things. There was one instance that happened in my life and to a woman that was completely different. Now, on my honeymoon, I went to a a place called Catalonia in Greece, and we used to look out on this villa. It was a lovely villa, and we saw this old couple. They used to swim all the time, beautiful sea, and then one day we saw the lady that was um, swimming was struggling in the water. So me and Steph ran down to her, and I pulled her off of the the, um, jetty, and unfortunately, that lady died in my arms she woke up that morning thinking that she was on this wonderful holiday in this amazing villa swimming in this amazing sea she wasn't expecting to lose her life that day but she did i got up that day thinking that i was on my honeymoon and i was going to enjoy a really brilliant time but instead i ended that day with a lady dying in my arms a very unexpected um, event and this is her gravestone here so harriet newton and she was only 57 years old as well so sometimes Unfortunate things can happen to us. And we know lots of people that have had unfortunate events and days that have happened to them that have not been so great. But I want to talk to you now about something really, really great. A day that happened to somebody who was really not expecting it. And I want to see if you can unjumble this for me. Can anybody unjumble this, who this might be? What about the first word? Does anyone know what the fir- first word like? Flynn. <coughs> the. Anyone want to have a guess what they might think it is? The thief on the cross. Excellent. And this is who I want to talk to you about. Now, we read in that reading just then, Gwen's class read it really, really well for us. We were talking about a thief on the cross. Now, this story now is going straight to the cross. So Jesus has been tried. He's been hung up on the cross. He's been nailed to the cross. He's there, and he's been sentenced to death. And alongside him have also been put two criminals, one on his left and one on his right. The one thing that we do know, these two criminals deserve to be there. We know that they were put to death for the crimes that they had done. We know that the law that um, they had in those days, the sentence was death for what they'd done. And they knew that they deserved to be there too. But something really, really, really amazing happened to one of them. And this is something that I think is such a brilliant story and such a brilliant message for each and every single one of us to hear. So, it says here, I don't know if you you were listening in the reading, it said, One of the criminals began to shout insults at Jesus. Aren't you the Christ? Then save yourself and save us too. But the other criminal stopped him and he said, You should fear God. You are getting the same punishment as he is. We are punished justly, we should die, but this man has done nothing wrong. See, two of them were there mocking him. One was saying, do you know what, if you are the son of God, if you really are who you say you are, get yourself down from this cross and save us too. And do you know what the thing is that I find amazing here? Jesus could have gotten himself down from that cross at any time. We read in the Bible, just before this event happened, he spoke to his disciples and he told him that if he wanted, his father would send a legion of angels to his aid. So he could have easily got himself down from that cross, but he didn't. And there was a reason why he didn't, and I'll come to that in a bit. So one of the the, the criminals was really, really, really laying into him and saying, you know, mocking him and saying, if you truly are this person, do what you say you can do. But the other criminal didn't. He truly saw who Jesus was. See, to begin with, he was like the other criminal. He was mocking Jesus, but then he heard Jesus. He heard him praying, and what he was saying, asking the Father to forgive these people, for they know not what they do. And he realized the penny dropped with him. He knew that this truly was Jesus. This truly was the Son of God who can save people from their sins. Now, this is amazing, isn't it? Because this criminal went there, totally expecting death, didn't he? But something amazing happened to him. This thief on the cross Turned round to Jesus and said to him, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And this is such an amazing reply, and I want to just show it here. And it says here, and he said to him, This is Jesus, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in heaven in paradise. Can you imagine that? This thief turned up, knowing that he'd done many, many things wrong. Knew he deserved the punishment that was coming to him, yet he saw who Jesus truly was for the first time. He didn't have time to make the wrong things that he'd done right, because he's now to that cross with Jesus. All he could simply do was put his trust and put his faith in Jesus. Now, it doesn't say in the reading that we read that he said sorry out loud. But he must have done in his heart, truly repented of the things that he'd done wrong. Because Jesus says this amazing verses. And wouldn't you like to hear this verse? Wouldn't you like to hear this at the end of your life? And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now I need you to help me quickly because I want to talk a bit about paradise. So when it talks about paradise, it's talking about this thief is going to be with him in heaven. And do you know, any of you got any idea what you think heaven or paradise might be like? Any of you have any ideas what it might be like? Annie. Amazing. Amazing. Any other things? Amazing is a really good thing. It's going to be Harvey. Creamy. Extremely amazing. That's even better, isn't it? Ruby. Peaceful. So, I'm going to ask a couple of you. Could you come up here now? Put your hand up. I need a couple of helpers quickly. So let's have Charlie first. Do you want to come up, Charlie? Now, can you pin these just down one side and then read them out loud for me? So if you go down this side here and just read them out loud as you pin them up. So this is, this is what we know from the Bible, what paradise and heaven is.
1: No death, no darkness,
2: no pain and no tears. No tears, excellent child, you can sit down. And can I have one more volunteer please? Alice, do you want to come up and put these up please? There's a lot here Alice, you're going to have to be quick. Can you put these up on the other side? And can you read them out loud when you put them up? There's lots of good words here, isn't there? Lots of them. That's okay.
1: Joy. No sin.
2: That way, if it falls on the foot, it's fine. Light. Happiness. And happiness. Excellent. You can sit down. Now, can you see them? This is what the Bible tells us heaven is going to be like, what paradise is going to be like. No death. That's fantastic, isn't it? No death. No darkness. I'm scared of the dark, so that's a really good one for me, so I'm really happy that there's no darkness. No pain. None of us like to be injured or in pain, do we? No tears. None of us like to be sad and shed a tear, do we? It says there's going to be no tears. So from this, we know that there's going to be peace. We know that we're going to be there with Jesus for eternity. We know it's going to be perfect, perfection. We know that there's going to be security. We know that it can never be taken away. If you are in paradise, if you're in heaven and you've repented of your sins, it's going to be security that can never be taken away from you. You're going to be full of joy. Full of joy. There's going to be no sin. And that's brilliant, isn't it? There's no sin. Sin's been dealt with because of what Jesus did on the cross. It's going to be light, no darkness. That's a good one for me because I don't like darks. So it's going to be full of light and happiness. Now, we all want to be happy, don't we? Happy. So that sounds pretty good. And this is why I find this story so amazing. This is why I find it so amazing. All of these things here, that thief on that morning when he woke up was not expecting any of them. Not one of them. He was just fully expecting to go to that cross to be nailed up and put to death. Yet, he ended his life knowing that he was going to end up in this place called heaven for eternity with Jesus. Now that's amazing, isn't it? (coughs) Don't we want that? Now, I'm just going to finish quickly now, but I want to quickly really, really talk to you, and I really, all of you, adults as well, really want you to listen to this bit, because it's so important, okay? Now, if Jesus hadn't died on the cross, I wouldn't be standing here now, because Jesus changed my life completely. I was just like both of them criminals. I'd done many, many things wrong, I deserved punishment, but Jesus worked in my life and I was forgiven for the sins that I would committed, just like that criminal. And I can gain all of this, which is fantastic. Now, I want to ask you this question, because all of us sitting in this room today, not one of us can say we're not. We're either one of the two criminals on either side of Jesus. We're either the criminal that has put his trust in Jesus and asked for forgiveness, and have found eternal life through that, and can enjoy all this wonderful stuff that heaven gives to us. Or, we're like the other criminal on the other hand, that although we might not sat out loud, mockingly, we are turning our face against Jesus, and we're just as good as that criminal, mocking him on the cross on that day. Now, I want to ask yourselves, which one of those are you? If you are the one that's mocking him, take heart because that criminal on that day woke up, like I said, expecting death, but he ended up with eternal life. You guys could be here today not expecting to know who Jesus is, but you can be walking out of here knowing who Jesus is and expecting to have this in reward for what Jesus has done on the cross when he died for our sins. And the amazing thing is, Jesus didn't deserve to die on the cross, but he went there willingly because he knew that the only way that we could all be forgiven of our sins is if he laid down his life for each and every single one of us. So in a bit, Mark's going to come up and he's going to speak to us again about um, the second part, about um, another person that spoke to Jesus and the impact that she had on his life. But I really do want you to go away today asking yourselves, which one of those two criminals are you most like? Are you the one that repented and turned to God? Are you like the one that turns away from God and mocks him. Thank you very much. Thanks John.
0: So we're going to sing a song. Um, This song obviously wasn't written by the thief on the cross, um, but it's a song that could have been, if that makes sense. It could have been uh, written by him, and maybe you feel the same. You haven't written this, but maybe you feel you could write this. How deep the Father's love for us, how vast Beyond all measure, that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. So let's stand and sing.
2: now should we our heads and let's um, pray to god heavenly father we thank you so much that if we know you we know that your wombs have paid our ransom we thank you so much as we come into this building on this easter morning lord we can rejoice in the fact that jesus conquered death and he rose again on the third day everything that was written about him was accomplished and lord it was finished lord we thank you so much that that jesus was this mighty saviour He was this man that came to this world to save people from their sins. Lord, we thank you so much that Jesus was so loving and so compassionate. He wanted each and every single person to know who he truly was and to repent of their sins. He was willing to go to the cross to take the whole punishment of the world upon his shoulders so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. What an amazing saviour. And we do pray, Lord God, as we we read and talk and hear about you today on this Easter morning, that you will just really work and be working in people's lives. We pray that for the first time, if someone has come into this building or listening online who has never really thought about who you are and what you have done, this might be the first time where they really see you for what you've done. Lord, there is nobody in this world that can claim that they have conquered death. There is no one in this world can say that they have risen again on the third day and that they can take the punishment that we all deserve. We just pray, Lord God, that we can just go forward now knowing that we can look forward to an eternity with you if we are in Christ. Lord, we were hearing um, in that first message, Lord, about that thief on the cross. What a wonderful, wonderful story that was. Lord, we know that, that he was so undeserved of being forgiven, Yet because he saw who Jesus truly was and was sorry in his heart, he could have an eternity with you in paradise. Lord, how wonderful a message that is for us. There might be many of us sitting here now that think that we are too bad, done so many things wrong, thought the wrong things, said the wrong things, that there's no way that a a compassionate saviour could forgive us for the sins that we have done. But they are so wrong, Lord, because you have died to save everybody who truly puts their trust in him no matter how bad or how wrong they have been in their lives. Lord, if they truly put their trust in you, you have saved them. And we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you so much for for this morning. We thank you for the children as they've come and they've read some pieces. We pray for them as they come up again and read again in a moment and sing. We're so thankful that the children come week by week and are so happy to learn and understand more and more about you. And the one thing that we do pray is that these children will grow to know and love the Lord Jesus Christ in their lives. We pray that as they sing these um, songs this morning, that they will really be thinking of the words that they're saying. That they will work mightily and powerfully in their hearts. Lord, we know that if we are in Christ, Lord, that there is nothing can separate us. We have absolute security with you. And Lord, we know that after hearing some of the stories um, this morning... We do not know what tomorrow holds, but if we are in Christ, we know what the future does, and we thank you for that security. Lord, we pray for, for many at this time as well that are, are still sorrowful and sad. We, we again remember the young family and the hares, Lord, had such um, <coughs> devastation over the last um, few years, Lord, and we just continue to pray for them and be with them at this time really do comfort them in a way that only you can. Lord, we thank you so much that you are the comforter, you are the Prince of Peace, and that you can bring comfort to to people who are in so desperate need of it. We pray for any of those that couldn't join us today because of illness or or are away. We just pray that you'll continue to be with them and help them to to recuperate and get better. We do pray. And Lord, we especially pray for for next week. We have um, baptisms here, three people. We have Charlie and uh, Caitlin and Beth Lord, all three have seen who you truly are and have um, given themselves to you. They've laid down their lives and put their lives in their hands of you, Lord. And we thank you so much for that. And we just pray as they go through the rest of their lives, putting their trust in you, that you will bless them and be with them and encourage them. We do pray. And we pray for many that might come next week, maybe into this church for the first time or, or they might not come very much but they will come for the, the baptisms next week. We really do pray that you will really work in their hearts and show them this new life that, that these three have got in Jesus Christ. We thank you so much that it is a free gift Lord. We don't have to do anything to earn it Lord. It has all been done for us. So Lord God, do be with us now. Continue to help us as we sing. Help the children as they read their pieces. We pray all this and ask forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, sorry, it's missed the singing, isn't it? There you go. (laughs) You children thought you got away with it then, didn't you? (laughs) Okay, so we're going to have the children come up now. So um, does Gwen's class, would you like to come up first? And Sue's class, would you like to come up? better than this we to come up.
1: <laughs> son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life
2: More, they're going to be doing the first verse and the chorus um, of Ode to See the Dawn. Then, when the second verse comes in after the chorus, could you please stand and we're joining with the children. Well, before Mark comes up and takes the second part of the message this morning, we've got um, a reading from Sue's class. So who's first out of you guys? There we go.
1: But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And as she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one of the heads and one of the feet, they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Turned around and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to him, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Madeline went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her.
0: Thank you very much for your reading again. So, Jesus has been crucified, and the thief has been crucified as well. And watching all of this was a crowd of women. And one of the women there is called Mary Magdalene. And we know Mary Magdalene, uh, and it's not her surname... Uh, it's actually where she was from, so it was a place called Magdala It was on the Sea of Galilee, a little fishing town. We call her Mary Magdalene, and she was there. And she was so upset about what she was seeing because Jesus had done something very special for her too. And we're going to read about it quickly. So this is a little bit earlier on in her life. This is what happened. The next day, Jesus was travelling through some cities and small towns proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 apostles were with him. There were also some women with him who had been healed of sicknesses and evil spirits. One of the women was Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Now we don't know exactly what that would have looked like in her, but it was a serious thing for her. It was a terrible thing for her. And people would have really looked down on her for it as well. They would have gone, well, God wouldn't want to be with someone like that. She must have done some awful things. But then Jesus comes along. And Jesus doesn't just talk to her. He heals her. And so she spends the rest of her life following him and helping him in any way she can. Because her heart is so full of thankfulness and gratitude. For what Jesus has done for her. But now, Mary has watched Jesus die. And she's watched him die in the most painful and the most humiliating way that mankind has ever developed. And so she's so upset. And so she follows uh, the people who take the body of Jesus with a few of the other women, and she follows and goes to the tomb so she sees exactly where. Jesus is laid. And there's a big stone that's rolled across the tomb. And then we see this. This happens. Next. Now on the first day of the week, so that's a Sunday. What's today? Sunday. So it's a Sunday. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. So she got up before the sun came up. Now, did anyone get up this morning? Any of you children? Did any of you get up before the sun got up this morning? I think you did. So it was 5.45am this morning, quarter to six. Any of you up before quarter to six? Any half-fivers here? Nah, it's Easter holidays, isn't it? Any adults? Any on up before one? Yeah. <laughs> Not many of us are up at that sort of time. It's a ridiculous time. It's meant for sleeping. But Mary Magdalene... She gets up super early, even before the sun, while it's still dark, and she goes to the tomb of Jesus. Why does she go to the tomb of Jesus? Because he's died. Why does does she rush there? Why is it such a thing that she wants to do first thing before she does anything else? Well, she goes because she's got spices, and she wants to put spices on the body of Jesus so that it doesn't decay, so that it smells nice. See, even when Jesus had died, she still wanted to care for Jesus. So she heads off. Now, sometimes we get a bit of a shock, don't we, if we're looking for something and it's empty. So let's imagine feeling a bit peckish. You suddenly think, hang on a minute, I've got some biscuits in the cupboard. So you go into the cupboard and you open the cupboard door. Oh, no sure there was some in there this morning and if you like your biscuits and I know some of you do you're thinking oh no I was looking forward to that it's gone then you might think not a problem because I know what I've got in my bag hang on a minute let me just get this you ruffle around in your bag ha got some crisps oh no I thought I had some left it's just crumbs it's empty but then you think, well, I suppose it's probably good to be health conscious anyway these days, isn't it? You think, well, if the worst comes to worst, I've got some carrot sticks. So you head off to your fridge, and you open the fridge door, and you get your carrot batons out. Oh, no. Empty. Empty is well. Right. Everything's empty. And it's disappointing, isn't it, when things are empty? Now, Mary... She gets to the tomb, and she's in for a massive shock. Not just a bit of a disappointment, a massive shock, because the tomb is empty. How do you think she felt about the tomb being empty? Any thoughts? How do you think she felt? Yeah, what do you think? Really shocked. Really shocked, yeah. Any other ideas? Yeah, what do you think? Worried, she was. Yeah. Scared. She was distraught. She was really worried. She runs to tell Peter and John. Can someone read out for me what she says? Yeah, go on, Annie. Yeah. They think someone's stolen Jesus' body. So Peter and John, they run to the tomb. They sprint to the tomb. There's a lot of running going on in this because people are so desperate to know what's going on and to pass on information. Everyone's running everywhere. So Peter and John, they run to the tomb and they look in and when they get there, they find an empty tomb but Jesus' grave clothes neatly folded up. Does that ring any bells? Tell you to look out for that earlier. Now, here's a question for you. If... The body had been stolen. Do you think you'd find the grave clothes and the things that Jesus had on his head? Do you think it'd all be neatly wrapped up, neatly folded up? No, it wouldn't, would it? Either it wouldn't be there, they'd just have taken it, or it'd just be left on the floor in a heap. Yeah, if there's a burglary at a house, you don't see everything very neat, do you? It's all in a mess. But it's all very neat and tidy. And it's a bit of a mystery. And The Bible tells us that John starts to believe what's going on here. But they go home to think about it a bit more. They think, well, there's nothing we can do. So they go home. But Mary, she stays outside the tomb. And she's crying. She's so upset. Firstly, they kill Jesus. And now she thinks they've stolen the body. And she's so upset. She wanted to care for Jesus' body. And someone's stolen it. She's so upset. And then someone asks why she's crying. This man says, Why are you crying? Well, at first, she's so upset. She doesn't really recognize who it is. Maybe she's crying so much, she's so upset. She thinks it's the gardener. And she says, This, sir, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've taken him and I'll go and get him. It's like, please, if you've taken him, just let me know. I want to go and get him, I want to care for his body. But this man hasn't taken Jesus' body anywhere. Can you tell me how I know this man didn't take Jesus' body anywhere? What do you think? Yeah. Because it is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Said without a huge amount of excitement. But this is amazing, isn't it? This is Jesus. It's amazing. He's risen. He's alive. No wonder Mary didn't really work out who it was. He's alive. And he says to her, he says, Mary. And as soon as he says, Mary, she gets it. She recognises that voice and she says, teacher. That's what Mary called Jesus. Teacher. Jesus is alive. And she goes and tells the disciples, can someone read out what she says? Yeah. I have seen the Lord. Lord. And she tells the disciples everything that's happened. She's amazed. One of the other uh, accounts of Jesus' life says she was filled with great joy. This is great news. She's gone from crying to celebration. She's gone from weeping to rejoicing. She's gone from sadness to mega joy. She's so happy now because of the resurrection. So the thief on the cross was the last person to talk to Jesus before he died. And Jesus transformed his life. Even that last little bit of it and gave him eternal life. And gave him such happiness and paradise even in those last little bit of his life on earth. And then Mary was the first person, as we've said, to talk to Jesus after the resurrection. And her life is transformed by what Jesus has done by him rising from the dead. So two very surprising people that you wouldn't expect Jesus to want to talk to have had their lives completely changed by Jesus. By his death and by his resurrection. Now, there's just one bit I want to finish with. Children, keep listening, but maybe particularly for those who are slightly older and adults as well. There's one bit I've missed. just want to quickly go back to it just to finish on this. So when, uh, when Mary realised it was Jesus, she was so happy that she just wanted to kind of hold on to him, just cling on to him. And you can understand that, can't you? If someone's died and come back, you just want to hold on to them. You never want to lose them again. But Jesus says something really amazing here. He says, don't don't hold on to me. Don't cling to me because I've got to ascend back to my father. So at Christmas time, we celebrate Jesus coming from heaven as a gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his son to the world. We celebrate Jesus coming as a baby. And Jesus is now saying, I've got to go back. My job here is done. I'm ascending back to where I belong just after Easter, that's what we remember. We remember what's called the Ascension. But Jesus has a message for Mary, and he wants her to tell it to the disciples. And this is that message. I think it's amazing. He says, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. See, this is what the resurrection, where well, the death and the resurrection has been all about. Bringing people into his family. See, without Jesus' death, the Bible tells us we're separated from God. John talked about it a little bit, that sin. That's what the Bible says. We're separated. There's this barrier that stops us ever being able to relate to God, ever having any relationship with him, ever knowing him properly. And yet what Jesus does on the cross is he crushes that barrier. He destroys that sin. He makes a way of forgiveness so that we can have unity with God, so that we can have that relationship with him, so that we can call him, my God, God. And we can call him my father. And he rose again to prove that he is God and to prove it was mission successful. So now, if you believe in Jesus' death and resurrection, you too can say, God is my God. God is my father. And that's what John can say. John can say this morning, God is my God. God is my father. Because of what Jesus has done, that's what I can say. And the reason we love Easter as a church is because it's because of Jesus' death and resurrection that each one of us here can say if we trust in Jesus' death and resurrection, if we believe on him, we too can say, God, you are my God. God, you are my Father. And I think that's the most incredible thing that we could ever uh, say to you. So Easter is a time of huge claims. The Bible makes some huge claims, Jesus makes huge claims around Easter, and maybe you're intrigued by some of this, maybe you want to know more, Uh, maybe you want to uh, question it or challenge some of those things. Well, if you do, come and chat to us, or chat to the person who invited you, we'd be happy to talk to you. Uh, There's also a course, John's going to mention a bit more about it in a moment, but there's also a course that you can do, where you can sit down, find out a bit more about some of these things, and ask some of those questions that you might want to ask. Um, I'd really recommend doing that. Um, so thank you so much for coming and uh, I'm going to hand over to John
2: well before we finish we're going to sing our last uh, song this morning so please um, stand when the music starts we're going to be singing see what a morning gloriously
1: bright please stand when the music starts
2: couple of notices before I, my closing prayer, and we can go and get some refreshments. Um, to the children, I have some Easter eggs here. Each one of you have got an Easter egg today, so afterwards, where have we got them, Steph? Where are they yeah, staked at? Go and, go and see Steph, but quickly, because she might eat them, you know. So. Um, also, um, a couple of notices. Uh, Mark mentioned the Hope Explored course uh, just a moment ago. I'd really encourage you, if you do have any questions, to to really put your name down for this course. I've I've done it with um, uh, somebody, and it's a really, really good course, a really open course. We can sit down, chat, um, ask questions, hear about um, what the Bible tells us about hope and about Jesus, what he came here to do. It's, 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 so, it's such an easy course to sit through and I really encourage you. It's been a real blessing actually for me sitting through and going through it again as well. So if you, if you are interested at all, there are many people around me, Mark, John, many people here. Just ask us and we can um, put you in touch with someone that you can do that course with. So that's a real encouragement, especially after what we've heard at this Easter time. It would be a good thing to, to put your name down for, won't it? Also, um, for the men, just an encouragement, we have a golf day coming up in May, on May the 13th, Um, it's been a really good event over the last couple of years, Um, we've had a really good um, breakfast down here beforehand, and a really good game of golf um, over at Villa at Blackham, so um, put that in your diaries, but I really do encourage you all as well, that if you do want to come, invite somebody to come along with you, because It really is a good day. It's a really good day, a really good game of golf, really good fellowship, and a really good message that you're hearing in the morning, So, and a good breakfast, which everyone likes. So I really encourage you for that. Um, Also, for the children and parents as well, um, is there any chance we could get the Spring Bible? There it is here. We've got a Spring Bible weekend coming up in um, May on the 20th, down here on a Saturday and um, a service, a family service here on the 21st. So all of you kids are going to be given these flyers, and we want you to invite your friends to come along. And any parents, if you know any children that might want to come along, it's a fun day. We've got a bouncy castle. We've got games. We've got probably people who'll be getting wet and gunged and stuff like that. Hopefully your teachers, which would be pretty cool, won't it? We have picnics and crafts and talks. It's a really, really brilliant time. And so I encourage you, if you know anybody that you would like to come, friends, bring them along. The more, the merrier, and we'd love to see them. So remember that. We give you that out to um, give to your friends at school. Um, And then finally, just to remind you that we do have refreshments afterwards. So if you go through into the, the Sunday school at the back, kids get your Easter eggs, parents get cups of tea, coffee and cakes. Everyone's a winner. So that's brilliant, isn't it? So fantastic. So should we just pray now to close? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you did rise again, that you did conquer death, and we can come and celebrate that on this Easter morning. Lord, we just pray as we go out of here that we can rejoice knowing that Jesus is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and if we have our trust in him, we can call him our Father and our God. Thank you for this morning. We thank you for the children, how they sang and how they spoke, and we pray now that as we go and have time together that you will really bless us, and we pray that you'll bless the food that has been prepared for us. Amen.